Hi, hi, hi. Welcome. Welcome to Modern Medieval, the podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Elo. And this week, we'll be speaking about St. Patrick. Woo, woo. Because, yes, St. Patrick's Day is upon us. It's on a Wednesday this year. Yeah. And we just thought that it's a quite social, you know, holiday, air quotes, People around the world kind of know about St. Patrick's Day. Um, you know, in America, like Chicago and Boston died Rivers Green. Really? Because of their Irish communities. Yeah. Um, How do you die a River Green? I'm not really sure exactly what they do. I mean, it's not environmentally dangerous from what I'm aware, but it is green for quite some time. Wow. But they do big parades and it's quite exciting yeah Um, that's really cool have you been when on those occasions or is it just from your knowledge of it's just from like yeah news I have been to Ireland to Dublin on St. Patrick's Day because another reason we're doing this episode is because my birthday is St. Patrick's Day so I always joke with friends and now especially that I, you know of drinking age and have been that they have to hang out with me on my birthday because it's a social drinking holiday. <laughs> so like this year because St. Patrick's Day is on a Wednesday, if we weren't in a pandemic, I would have made my like local friends have to go to you know a bar or a pub and have like just one drink, but yeah. just for the principle of the thing I feel. Yeah. Um so I do have a few friends that I'm going to Zoom with. I was like, I know it's a Wednesday and we're all doing PhDs, but we have to have one drink. Yeah. It's my birthday, just to cheers. And then I wonder if, um, you know, like kind of like a fatalistic thing, like that because you're born on St. Patrick's Day, that's where part of your love for saints is born. Perhaps. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, when I turned 25, my friend Nicole came from California to visit because I was living in Edinburgh at the time and her birthday is March 10th. So she's a week or a week apart. So Mm. she came for both our birthdays and we did London for her birthday. And then we went to Dublin, Ireland for my birthday. Lovely. And uh, yeah, Dublin on St. Patrick's Day is interesting because there are just a lot of tourists Mm -hmm. like us going being like, I'm in Dublin on St. Patrick's Day. Um, and we did on this, I think it was the 16th, the day before we went to the Guinness factory, which at first I was like, I'd rather do Jameson, blah, blah, blah. And I had such a fucking blast at the Guinness factory. It was so magical and so fun. Yeah. And then on my birthday, we both actually were too hungover to get up in time to go to the parade. <laughs> so I still missed. So we just saw the aftermath of the, uh, St. Patrick's day parade. But it's a bit like um, New Orleans in a way where all the pubs are just open from the morning and people are just drinking and celebrating because St. Patrick's Day is considered a um, like holy day of obligation. So yeah. a, a Christ, or a, excuse me, a church holiday where you're not supposed to work or right. do things like you, you have to go to mass yeah, and then the rest of the day is fun. Rest. Fun. Exactly. So I think that's also kind of why it's become this big festive associated, at least in my growing up. I don't know for you if you have similar experiences or. I mean, I've only ever seen it in 
films and stuff because um I was too little my parents don't celebrate so but I obviously know about it and think it's quite a cool celebration yeah. if that makes sense yeah so it's not something that's celebrated in Italy like at all really well now big. it is but I don't know if it's like super as prominent as it is um in like the English-speaking world because I mean I feel like you know we have a lot of other saints to celebrate as well so it's not something that I've seen loads of okay especially if you're not of drinking age if that makes sense yeah um no I was just curious because in kind of reading up and brushing up on my St. Patrick knowledge he is considered like a um equal to the apostles yeah saint so uh in the catholic church and the eastern orthodox church so mm-hmm. i was just curious because i mean you know i think with like patron saints and everything a lot of the celebrations are more centered around that um in like in like little cities and stuff so i don't know if i mean you know not in, it's not celebrated in the way that you commonly see it here in the uk if that makes so, sense. Yeah, it might be more of a uh, actual kind of solemn yeah. day. Because, of course, St. Patrick is also the patron saint of Ireland. So there's like a double yeah. whammy there of Saints Day, but yeah. also patron Saints Day. Um, I found it quite interesting because I thought that, obviously, of course, he's the patron saint of Ireland, that he was born in Ireland. But actually, I read up that he's not. He was born mm-hmm. in the UK. Yeah, That's quite interesting to me. Yeah, so yeah, he was born to um, like Anglo-Norman uh, Roman family, and yeah, when he was sixteen, he was kidnapped by Irish pirates and taken as a, a slave to Ireland and yeah. forced to be a uh, field hand. Then there are differing accounts of he did do like herdsman things, but yeah. different stories would be like, no, he worked with the pigs. Others just livestock in general. But yeah, it was during the six years of being uh, enslaved and having to do this really hard labor that his um, faith was awoken and he started, you know, really becoming quite devout and the beginning of his, you know, communication or spiritual visions and dreams. Right. And then, yeah, he escaped six years after his being captured and, you know, took a ship back to England and was trying to get home. And from some accounts I've read, he was captured a second time, but just briefly before yeah. getting back home. But at that point, his faith had reached such a, le- a level that he actually went to France and attended school there to become a priest. Mm. Um, and then... Was his- that common, do you know, like to move far away? I think just because... So we're talking for, uh, we should give a timeline for this. So St. Patrick is a fifth century saint. He actually hasn't been canonized uh, formally because he lived at a time prior to the saint canonization doctrination process. Yeah. Uh, So he's kind of in that era of, you know, like St. Columba um, and like Augustine, these people that are acknowledged as saints and like they are saints, but because they lived at a time where the necessary, I don't know, facts and miracles, et cetera, to be a saint didn't exist. So they right. can't be officially indoctrinated. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I feel like I'm just talking in a circle. No, 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 no. It makes sense. 
but um yeah so there's like a bit of debate on exactly when in the fifth century uh he lived when he went back to ireland for his christianization mission when he died yeah but at this time the continent europe was becoming more and more christianized and I know that I believe that at this time France slash you know Gaul was a major epicenter for religion. So I but I don't know how common because it does take funds and time and effort to get there. The process of like if you had to go to the continent to yeah yeah fair enough be adored, ordained into the priesthood and receive your tonsure, which is the monk mm. um, bald head that, like. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so St. Patrick, you know, his myths or legends are that, you know, he drove the snakes out of Ireland, mm. which... Kind uh, of impressive. <laughs> so yeah, that's like a, a myth that was really interesting because there was another, there are like a two Patrick theory in regard to St. Patrick, where some of his stories are conflated with those of Palladius, yeah. who was in fact sent by... Uh, Pope Celestine the first yeah. to go to Ireland and indoctrinate the yeah. quote unquote heathen or pagan <laughs> Irish people to the the one and only faith because that's how you know they thought of it. That's how it is. <laughs> and Palladius went in 431. Yeah. So a lot of uh patrician, those are of Patrick. Uh, like historians and hagiographers are like, well, St. Patrick went in 432. So all the like conversion is actually due to Patrick, not Palladius. He didn't really do much. <laughs> I love these kind of things in history because they don't know when he went. So that's like a date where they're like, that's when he did it. Um, but in some accounts, Palladius is known as Patrick. Yeah. So there is that like two Patrick, which one did which? And Palladius has been said to have done the snakes Mm. um and then that myth being attributed to patrick from my understanding saint patrick not plaudius but uh, (laughs) didn't really come around until like seventh century hagiography so quite a bit later yeah and since Mm -hmm. actually there have been articles by scientists like um archaeological botanists right that they're like well snakes actually haven't been in ireland since the last ice age so it's actually just like a biological thing that they weren't there there were never snakes in ireland during this time uh which i always just get tickled because at least for me growing up saint patrick and snakes is like that's the legend more so right. than the, the clover allegory which a lot of people are like, this is the more famous one. I was like, I didn't know about this until I started actually reading about St. Patrick. Um, I don't know, like, again, Ella, with your, like, knowledge, if it was more the snakes and St. Patrick or if you knew of the allegory of the clover. I knew about the snakes. Okay. I knew about the snakes. I didn't know much about – but then again, I, you know, my knowledge of saints was very limited. So – yeah. It's more like popular culture, what you would have heard more than like actually like a vetted interest, you know, especially mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. And I mean, St. Patrick up until I entered college was all popular culture. Like, no. Green, St. Patrick's yeah, exactly. Ireland. 
don't know when, but that he that's who he is and what he does. Yeah, and then or like um, <laughs> the um, what are they called? The you know the little stems with four leaves, four leaf clover, four leaf clovers. Yeah, those yeah. were a big thing, especially at Easter. My mom would be like, "You have to get one," and so we'd like be on the the grass trying to find one. Yeah, the good luck. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's just it, he's a really interesting case of yeah the pop culture kind of understanding of him. Yeah, and how the the myth or the legend supersedes the actual figure themselves, like has yeah. become larger than. Because yeah, the banishing of the snakes, because you know they're the devil, they're evil, they they're slither. Evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. The shamrock as an illustrative parable is the idea. So shamrocks, which are the national flower of Ireland, you know, so the three heart-shaped leaves that represent in this um, parable the doctrine of the holy trinity so father Mm -hmm. son holy ghost are each of the different leaves petals i don't really know what you would call them because i always think of it more of a like a a a shrubby kind of plant rather than a flower but it is a national flower anyways (laughs) the three leaves join together in the stem to create a whole to create one so Patrick trying to be, he was very humble, very accessible, would use this, you know, every day across the fields image to illustrate the Trinity, yeah. The Trinity. Um, and three around the world is like significant to numerous deities, including the Druid faith that mm. was in Ireland, the dominant, you know. Right. So it actually worked quite well. Yeah, so it was one of those things of like, oh, it's understandable and it does cross over. Always like interesting. And then apparently there's also other legends around him that I didn't really know of where he like, his walking stick grows into a living tree. Hmm. And so that's interesting. It's quite interesting that they're like very much nature bound. Yeah, a lot of the early saints are also very of the earth like yeah. birds and water and because I guess it's easier to see and not see like from what you can see see something else or read through that allegory. yeah yeah that as well as I mean especially in the case of the British Isles and Ireland the Druids were like earthbound deities mm-hmm. so I think yeah. they're I don't know this is just kind of a hypothesis on my part I really don't have the knowledge to back it up but you know related to that and this kind of symbiosis of the two yeah together but yeah there's also like saint patrick's crosses that are kind of shown in pop culture which if you like google it you'll see it and go like oh yeah i've seen that before it's like the equal kind of it's like an equal-sided cross Mm. and have been used as like the order of saint patrick elsewhere and everything and I mean, one of the most famous kind of modern tributes to St. Patrick is St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. Oh, I've been. Yeah, it's like the big cathedral you go to in New it's York beautiful. City. It's um, beautiful. Yeah, it's stunning. I agree. Like truly super gothic in yeah. its appearance. Yeah, so that's like one where you're like, oh, this is all the same person. Because I find myself with like sitting saints, you're like, Oh, this building I've been to or this school that I attended is all related to this one person. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was actually baptized in New York and I'm wondering where. 
oh yeah you should ask your family it'd be cool yeah. if you were baptized at saint patrick's uh i mean really any that's cool just in general yeah. uh <laughs> and i mean saint patrick's cathedral is neo-gothic it was 1858 to 1878 it's in i mean i think it shows up in like sex in the city and stuff like yeah i think it does I, um, I mean it was quite like i think it was quite an impressive place to go when i went i think i was very mm-hmm. struck by it when Nick and I were in New York, we went to St. Patrick's and we were both very awed by it because it does have just like huge arches. We didn't get to go into like the cathedral proper. Like we were kind of stuck in the gift shop area because I think mass was going on when we were there. Oh, and that's a bit of a shame. It's a bit of a shame, but I also really do love being in a church when it's being used for the function yeah. it was created for. There is something quite spiritual yeah. or magical in that yeah but yeah I was also like I want to walk around <laughs> Fair. so yeah St. Patrick's Day you know he's really again this is like a pop culture kind of figure where it's like oh he's celebrated and important to Ireland because he is considered more than Palladius or other figures to have been the person who converted Ireland to Christianity yeah by going from you know, the different uh, like regional kings or rulers down to the peasants speaking the word of Christ. He was there on his own. He wasn't officially sent by the church. So he lived in constant fear of martyrdom. Um, He was beaten up more than once and like kicked out of towns. So I do think there is something kind of. Underdog. Yeah. Like a simple beauty in that where it's like, but he persevered. Yeah. Um, and try to indoctrinate or share this word by not being aggressive. Yeah. Um, which, as we know, the Catholic Church has always done, unfortunately. Yeah. Over, over time, they change their tactics to a much more aggressive form. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting as well because he wasn't, he was doing this of his own accord. So. Right, like he was doing it for the church, like the idea of the mother yeah. church. But yeah, he wasn't sent by the Pope. He wasn't, um, he was just following his vision, his dream that was yeah. Jesus told him to do this. And um, so I do think it's kind of one of those also really lovely holidays, if you think of it in that way. Yeah, um, oh, where true person. faith can actually. Yeah. Like the power of one person yeah. to be memorialized, I guess. And then, of course, I'm also just like, man, it's my birthday. Um, it's quite a lovely thing to have associated with your birthday, though. Yes, I am glad that it, he's... Um, it's him and not someone kind of horrible yeah. and violent. <laughs> and, like, I definitely he, agree. Very, yeah. uh, he's rather uncontentious. So I guess my question is, do you like green? <laughs> I do. I do like green. And... I have in the past few years always made a point to like wear something green on St. Patrick's Day. Um, I remember as a, you know, as a child growing up, it was like, if you don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day, you get pinched. (laughs) Children are awful. (laughs) My goodness. Um, Luckily, so the school I went to, Chandler, our school mascot was a shamrock. We were the Chandler shamrocks. So our school colors were navy blue and Kelly green. Oh, so you so, were covered. Yeah. I mean, this green, let me tell you. the um, So the dresses we wore, like the uniform dresses, we called jumpers. 
So it's a little confusing in the UK to try to explain it because I think they just call them uniform dresses here. And I'm like, no, we call them jumpers, but a jumper is a sweater here. So, (laughs) but I mean, electric green, maybe not electric because they'll think more like rave bright green, but I mean, just like crayon green, but like a brighter green, not a forest green. So it's either like that color of the dress or um, navy blue. Oh, okay. That's quite nice. But the girls were always kind of on St. Patrick's Day safe because we had to wear these like mesh kind of basketball shorts underneath the skirts just because propriety. But we also used them for PE. But those were a dark forest green. Oh, nice. I love dark green. So girls were always safe, but the boys could wear khaki pants or shorts with either a navy blue polo or, or a forest green polo. But... When we were in elementary school, I don't think the boys were allowed to wear green shirts at the time. What? Because, uh, like, as you got older, that you were so once mm. you hit middle school, so year six, you were eight girls were able to wear like khaki skirts and start wearing khaki pants mm. um, and shorts as well as polos. But up before that, you weren't allowed to, from what I recall, you had to wear yeah the dress. They may have changed it since, but. I mean, it sounds like they probably would Maybe. have, right? Like, it's one of those things. Um, but in either way, if the boys were wearing their navy blue shirts with the khaki pants, like, they weren't wearing green. So it was always like, I'm going to pinch you because you're not in green. And they would use, like, <laughs> marker, you know, and be like, I'm in green. And you're like, that's not clothing. <laughs> so, like, kids being kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, luckily I do – I have a green dress and I have this, like, sparkly green shirt that I wear. Oh. That's so nice. To I celebrate. Love it. Um, so, yes, I will be wearing green. I will be representing the holiday. I'll wear green um, eyeshadow in your honor. Oh, thank you. And, yeah, uh, I'll look interesting when I go into work with all the children on Wednesday. Oh, I'm sure they'll really like it, though. It'll be like, yeah, it's my salad. Yeah. I'll want, I'm curious if any of them will, like, somehow dress up in mm-hmm. any way or if it's just like ah it's just another day we're in a pandemic yeah, yeah to be fair. <laughs> which is yeah beyond fair but um yeah and also just now as an adult it's always fun going to like pubs and stuff because if it's my birthday and I tell people I get like a free drink yeah fair. or free food and it's not because you know I'm a young woman it's just like it's your birthday you get something for free uh which I'm all for and I've gone to places and they've given me like crowns and like sparkling badges because if you go to pubs sometimes people are like go hardcore and they're Mm. in like light up pins and all kinds of crazy shit and so I've definitely been bequeathed with like light up shamrock singing badges and stuff oh dude I feel like you've got a good birthday day yeah you have good birthday day celebrations if that makes sense yeah, it's always kind of nice also because if there's like a parade, like, oh, that's a parade for my birthday. That's really cool. Because um, I'm not a huge birthday person, but it is fun to kind of ironically be like, well, it's a holiday, so you have to you have to socialize and you have to do something. Yeah. I mean, it's also easier when it's not your doing, if that makes sense. Like, you may not want to make a big deal out of your birthday, but if the world is making a big deal of it, you can just enjoy it. how sociable you want to be (laughs) yeah exactly so 
Yeah, that's, you know, a very brief kind of little St. Patrick gloss. But yeah. we wish you all a happy St. Patrick's Day. Hopefully you enjoyed and learned something. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to listen to more, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon, just by typing Modern Medieval Podcast. You can also find us on social media if you want to actually interact with us. On Facebook, we've got a group and a page, just type Modern Medieval Podcast. On Instagram, you can find us by typing podcast.modern.medieval. If you want to email us, you can email us at modern.medieval.podcast at gmail.com. And finally, Twitter. Yes. Which, yes. And on Twitter, you can find us under the handle at medieval underscore modern. Feel free to tweet at us, tag us, all those things. And our jingle, I forgot to say this last week, but our jingle is by the one and only Joe Burton, who goes by the name Trothgard, T-R-O-T-H-G-A-R-D. You can find him on Bandcamp and YouTube. We love him. Yes, we're so appreciative for our little music introduction. So until next time, I'm Megan. And I'm Elo, and this is Modern Medieval, the podcast.